Valuable information is being fed to the saints of God. No one wants to hear it. So, you know, I, I, if it grieves me, I know it grieves God. It should grieve you. You just see people lack of a uh, 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 desire to hear God's word. I don't know whether they look and say, well, looking at person instead of looking at the God through the person. God got to work through somebody. I'm, I'm sorry, I ain't so appealing that everybody want to follow me, but he, got, he still got to work through somebody. Amen. God ain't looking at my looks, he's looking at my heart. That's right. That's right. Same with you. you. God looking at your, not your looks, he's looking at your heart. Amen. You better keep that heart right before the Lord. Amen. You want, and God will take you places if you keep your heart right. But if you get your heart messed up, if you let, look, the Bible said in the last day, many shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seduce the spirit and doctrine of the devil. We are bear, we bear witness in our lifetime with our own eyes that this is happening. People falling away. They listen to something. Because the devil cannot make you do anything without first getting into your mind talking. He tells you something, you either listen and you, 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 you begin to fall. Just like the Lord tells you so, you listen and you follow. Now, so people, we see people falling away. Mm -hmm. I don't know, it grieves me to see that. I don't know, it probably grieves you, but it grieves me, and I know it grieves the Lord to see them falling away. It's a sad state. Mm -hmm. But anyway, this is the foundation. This is this is the main reason why I'm about getting ready to get into it. The main reason why the if the foundation is not prepared itself right, what you build on is going to crumble. Right. Now we know the Bible tells us about various scripture where the foundation is Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. We understand that, but God has a certain chain of command. Yeah. Like it's God, then after God comes Jesus. Right? Mm -hmm. Then Jesus picked the 12 original apostles. Now there are a spirit of apostles and people. Yeah. That's a gift. Mm -hmm. But they ain't said, they ain't, people get mixed up thinking that they're trying to say that their apostles only, I know it only be the 12 apostles. Yes, it's 12, but God said gifts. This is a gift that's still in this time needed. Mm -hmm. Now, listen, I'm a, we're going to talk about uh, uh, respect for godly leaders. I need you to, since it's only you few here, I need you few to get it right. You, not only will you get it right, put it into your kids, your grandkids, everybody you know. Don't, don't just blow it. Make sure you hammer it in. You know, if you want something to stay and you build it on it, you ain't going to just lick it with your, with your tongue and put it together and say it's going to stick. Right? You're going to get your hammer and a nail and maybe some glue and you're going to hammer it in. And in some instances, you begin to say to yourself, I need to make sure this stick. So I'm going to put more than one nail here. I'm gonna, you, know, you don't space the nails all wide apart. You put them close together. Mm -hmm. Maybe an inch, inch and a half to two inches and you just nail away. Why do you do that? Why do you do that? Why would a person nail something so close together like that? Yeah. 
The rich to give them more support and to make sure what they're doing don't fall and don't crumble. We got to make sure we get it right and we got to make sure our children get it right. We don't want it to die when we die. We want them to get it. There is a certain foundation that got to be laid that it, that starts with respect for godly leaders. Okay? Okay. Now, so what we're talking about is respect for godly leaders. Why respect godly leaders in the first place? Why? Why do we respect godly leaders in the first place? Anybody know? What what so what 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 what's, what makes it? I'm, excuse me. I'm gonna let me say it. Uh, 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 what what makes that godly leader somebody that I should respect? Godly leader like a in, in the instance of a, like a pastor or you know person that uh, leading the flock of the church. They watch for your soul. Amen. So it's like that person is a, a important, meaning that like as far as in your spiritual walk. You won't be able to be successful or make it to heaven without that person. That's so true. Go ahead. And first of all, the Bible says, "Amen." Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. And you're supposed to give them honor. They double honor. Okay, that is so true too. Amen. Let's examine this particular lesson today. Um, in our culture, which Respect has been drastically devalued, mm -hmm. undermined, and discarded. Why should believers, why should anybody walk in the church, why should anybody that's uh, calling me pastor or anybody else in other churches bother to respect that godly leader within the church? It's what you said. I have here first, the Bible commands us to respect others and especially our leaders. Amen. Right? Mm -hmm. Right? It only seems natural. How could you raise your kids when they disrespect you? Mm -hmm. Every time you tell them to do something, they say, I ain't doing that. Go to bed. I ain't going to bed. You're going to bed. Mm -hmm. For instance, Philippians 2 and 3 talk. Now 1 Timothy 5 verse 17 talks about it. First thing you don't have to get it. You don't have to. First uh, Thessalonians 5, 12 through 13 talks about it. But beyond the sense of biblical duties, it is just the right thing to do in order to bring order, progress, and advancement to the operation of the Lord's church on earth. Amen. We want God's church to advance, right? So we first got to line up, meaning the foundation means I need to get to the point where I need to say, I need to believe that God is in that person, God is leading that person, and God, I need to follow that person for my benefit and the advancement of the church. Amen. All right? There are, any questions so far? All right? Now, there are some very good reasons why we should respect our godly leaders. Number one, a godly leader is primarily someone who imitates Christ so that those who follow will become more like Christ. Amen. 
That's why you don't need no little wishy-washy person up here. You, and the person leading you need to be a praying person. You need to be somebody that know how to seek the Lord, seek wisdom and knowledge from the Lord. Look, don't, 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 don't be looking, don't be a, a, a somebody that's trying. You know, most pastors now are trying to be worldly savvy to the point where they get, you know, it's almost like, in a sense, this is how some most pastors are now. They pretty much trying to be like, 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 I'm trying to say it in a way you understand. They're trying to be like a mother that raised their children. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use a little girl. A mother that raised a little girl, and now she's trying to make the girl her friend. Mm -hmm. Instead of being her mother. And the pastors are like that too. We trying trying to make the people be our friend instead of trying to make them follow God. And in some cases, you you gonna you gonna get mad because something God gonna tell you to do, you ain't gonna wanna do. And in a lot of cases, God gonna tell you something that God gonna tell you to do that you don't wanna do. Therefore, there with their humility. Where's humility at? But your advancement hinges on the fact that you'll be obedient to your lead. Amen. Now, any questions so far? Come on, moving on. If I had to sum up leadership, that would be it. What I just said. 1 Corinthians 11 and 1. Now, now, a leader is someone who will choose right, act right, think right, and seek what is right so that others may follow them to what is right. Yes. This is Luke 639. Yes. A leader is someone who purposely cultivates godly character in their own life in order to instill it into the life of those whom we lead. Ephesians 424. A leadership, leadership is having the courage to seek out and obey God and show others how to do the same in the world where they where very few seek God. Amen. Very few seek God. Everybody say they, they, they love God and they they they, they seeking God, but they actually say they ain't seeking it. Amen. If God was to come down here and rate seeking him, everybody could get there. Except a few. This is talking about Matthew 7, 13. Now, these few characteristics of godly leadership should be reason enough for honest and sincere believers to want to respect and follow their leader. Uh -huh. God gave godly leadership. Listen to this. This is why God gave godly leadership. God gave godly leadership as a gift to the church. People looking at you or looking at me and might be saying, God didn't send him. So many times when God gives something to be a blessing, everybody don't see the blessing. They look at him. They look at Jesus and say, oh, that, ain't, that ain't him. He ain't nobody. He's just a car. Mm -hmm. Every time God do something, he's trying to bless you, but everybody overlook the blessing. Overlook the blessing. Only the few notice the blessing. So God gave godly leadership as a gift to the church. Now, we would be ungrateful and arrogant not to gratefully receive and appreciate that gift that God gave. Because why? 
God gave it. I didn't give it. I didn't just jump up and say, I'm going to be the pastor. This was one of my reasons why I didn't want to be the pastor. So we need to graciously receive and appreciate the gift which necessitate respect for on your part. Any questions? Next. Why do we really, what do we really know about respect in the first place? What do we really know about respect in the first place? What do we know about it? Your understanding of respect means what? Anybody? Now, this, 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 
is a good lesson because it teaches us how to really respect those that lead us because there's going to come a time when you ain't going to agree with what the leader is saying or telling you to do or the direction the church said or, or anybody's going. But you're going to sit up there and say, but because God put him to be the leader, I'm going to respect that. Amen. And just go along with it. I'm not going to go and say, well, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think. God don't care what you think. Disrespect has become so ingrained in our culture that it arises even in the church. God's word makes it clear, however, that he expects us to be guided by the order of God ordained authority and work cooperatively within it. Every human interaction, including those written, those, those within the church, excuse me, should conform to the position of authority and leadership God had established. Whether you like it or not, God established it, conform to it. That's what sanctified people do. Our conformity shows unity. Our unity shows that we are going to be obedient to God even when we don't we don't see that the leaders making right choices in our own eyesight. Satan didn't believe God was making a choice with something, so he jumped up and decided, I'm going to do my own thing. Something that Satan didn't like, God did. I want you to see the, 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 the relationship between Satan and people disrespecting God's leader. Satan disrespect God, begin to start circumventing or undermining his authority. And what did God do when he found that out? Get out of here! But not only did he say, get out of here, he gave him a promise. I'm going to take care of you later. Meaning, ain't nobody going to take care of you the way I'm going to take care of you. God ain't nothing to play with but people playing with him all the time they putting themselves in harm's way disrespecting their leaders we got to get that right that's the foundation of our, our spiritual walk with God for you to be elevated to the position wherever God wants you now we have to learn to follow that leader when we agree and when we disagree if we don't we ain't going to make it we can always be a problem or we're always going to be open down with what Or we always be contentious, fighting against it. What, 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 what the man of God is trying to do. God is trying to make you, praise the Lord. And sometimes your test is out there. And sometimes the test is in here. Among each other. But we got to pass. You got to be determined to say, I'm going to pass this whether it's out there or in here. Praise the Lord. Yes, it gets hurt a little more in here. But God knows you can take it or else he wouldn't dish it out to you. So if you dish it out, say, I'm going to pass this. I don't care what y'all do. You want to stay the cool Satan? You go right ahead. You want to stay the cool sisters? Go ahead. You want to stay the cool brother? Go ahead. I'm, I'm a father. Go ahead. You know what, uh, Pastor? Now that I'm thinking about it, what you're saying makes a lot of sense. It's like um, that's something that is a good thing to pray for. That God helps us to, like, if, if we're not in the right 
spirit or attitude or if we have trouble with submission, pray that God would help us not only to be able to submit, but also to like see our leaders as God sees them, like as the word wants us to see them. I take that as a flattery compliment, but I don't let that I don't let that go to my head. Right, you right. may take me as God, but I don't want you to say treat me like I am God. No, no, no. What I'm saying is like see us. I mean, see um, our pastors and spiritual leaders as it's right to see them. You know what I mean? Like as as God um, has ordained you or whatever. Like to see you for the value that. God has placed in you, not to like discount you or, or like that. You know what I mean? Like, pray that the Lord really open up your 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 spiritual sight to see, like, man, this person is a really special and key person in my life. Like, I I, I should value them and honor them more and give them more respect than I do. It's like where God will bless you, almost like open up your eyes so you yes. can see that person for the value that they really have, rather than just saying like, oh, I'm gonna go along with. Cause it's like even when you do that, like you submit, but you don't have the right attitude. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And God is looking at that too. So, I don't want to just like uh, submit and then have the wrong attitude. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Like I want to also be able to have, as you were saying, like have the right heart. You know? Mm -hmm. Take it up. I, I like how Mr. Brady was talking about. Yeah, you have people that submit in the in the deed and the actions, mm -hmm. but in their heart, they have remembered the part of the son, his brother. Mm -hmm. He was like, what? What are they doing? He did everything his dad said, but his heart wasn't right for his brother because he was like, oh, that's how you do He went out there and did all this, and now you're going to give him. Well, you know, I'm out. I don't, don't want to be here. I don't want to see him. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that's how people in the church are. Mm -hmm. Oh, you you did for Minister Fraser? You didn't do for me? I'm out. Mm -hmm. You did for Sister Sally, you ain't do for Mr. Frazier? Go on, Mr. Frazier, leave. But that's not how the Lord had it. I mean, we got to remember, God rules in the kingdom of the men, and he can give it to whoever he wants. Whoever he wants. Yeah. Whether we ask him, whether we follow, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. God put you in charge. It's not for me to say that you're not in charge. Right, I mean, right. remember Miriam and Anne? Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> First of all, now, now, let me finish up here. I, I need to get to a certain point. Mm -hmm. um, every human interaction, including those within the church, should conform to the position of authority and leadership God has established. Mm -hmm. Mark 12 and 17 said, Let every soul, every soul be subject unto the higher power, for there is no power but of God. The powers that are are ordained of God. This is Romans 13 and 1. Now Mark 12 and 17 said, And Jesus answering said unto them, Render to Caesar the things that are to Caesar, and to God the things that are God. And they marveled at him. Now, let's examine the root cause of disrespect. There's a root cause. And if we go deep enough, it's going to point to Satan, of course. We know he's the root. But let's back, get a bit. Right. Let's get, let's get a bit of what Satan now. 
The root cause of what? This this explanation of the root cause of disrespect. Why? Look, look, look. Sometimes you gotta ask yourself a question. Why is it so difficult for us to respect people who deserve to be respected? Why is, why is it so hard to respect people that deserve to be respected? Maybe we're trying to say that I don't feel like they 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 qualified. I feel like I know more than that person. It's not about what you know that gets you in the position. God ain't looking at what you know. He's still looking at the heart. You may know, but your heart ain't, ain't, ain't where that person's heart is. I'm going to show you various hearts as we go on. I want to get to that. Now, I'm going to answer to the question, rhetorical question. You don't have to answer this. Listen. Why is it especially true in our time? even among Christians, that people take such a stance against respect of authority. Why is it difficult for us to recognize the word of scriptures and to regard them as binding for us in our everyday life? This is why, because we are so filled with our own importance and our own honor. Uh -huh. The proud cannot humble themselves easily. If I respect God, I also have to respect those whom he has appointed. Yes. Not you, yes. not you voted, not you thought, who he has appointed to be above me in spite of their deficiencies or mistakes or qualifications. You feel like they ain't qualified. They ain't, they ain't made a mistake. Or they didn't they, 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 you still gotta respect that person. Yo, 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 your spiritual growth is hinged on that. Yeah. Look, I'm talking about getting this foundation. If we don't get that, I may come and start saying some things that you say, I don't agree with that. You may not go against it. Mm -hmm. Remember, David said, that's, that's still the king. Saul's still the king. Mm -hmm. That's right. Still the king. Saul, like, we, I ain't gonna do nothing to, I ain't gonna harm who God appointed. Okay. Look at this. Let's examine it. Okay. Let's examine godly leadership. Okay. Backing up to the scriptures in the New Testament, we're going to talk about some things. There are many forms of leadership, but each one manifests the following characters or characteristics. All right? Leaders can influence. Now, I had to stand that in my house from growing up, felters are leaders, not followers. Now that goes in the church. You leave. You you are in the church. You one day leave people. Mm -hmm. Women too. Amen. Not only you gonna leave your children gonna leave. There there leadership among women. There leadership among men. Mm -hmm. There leadership among youth. And you gotta master that to get to an adult. Mm -hmm. Don't discourage nobody. They have a chance. Amen. Leaders can influence and control the behavior of other people by their words. Example, and force of personality. Leaders can relate to others and persuade them to follow their direction and orders. Leaders foster or encourage a spirit of cooperation among others that result in the completion of a various task that's being formed. Paul in 1 Timothy 3, 1-7 outlined the qualification 
of one kind of godly leader, a bishop, blameless, meaning he must be a person of unquestionable character. Number two, a husband of one wife, if married, if that person is married, he must be the husband of only one wife. That means one living wife. He can't be married and divorced and married and divorced. That means he got a bunch of wives. One wife. To death. Vigilant. He must be vigilant. What is vigilant? Vigilant, okay, we can add that to this. Vigilant is carefully noticing problems or signs of danger. Mm. Some people, they don't notice. The Bible said we're not ignorant to Satan's devices unless we choose to be ignorant. Mm -hmm. I, I added that. I'm not adding that to the script. I'm saying that we are not ignorant to Satan's devices. But there are some people that they just choose to be ignorant. Yeah. They choose it. You know you're doing wrong, and you just. Keep doing. It's, I, I feel like I, I should be. Okay, if, okay. Vigilant means to uh, uh, um, carefully notice the problem. Mean vigilant is you always on the watch out, and you say, "Well, that looks suspicious." Mm -hmm. See, you noticing a problem mm -hmm. and signs of danger. I took go home and tell my wife sometimes, someone's so in church going to sleep. That ain't good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That ain't good. You don't want to say this, And that's just one thing. I, don't I ain't going to tell you everything. Mm -hmm. But see, when you come to church and it's, you feel like you come to church to sleep, mm -hmm. that's danger. Because yeah. you ain't taking it in. I expect a little kid to fall asleep, but not, not someone that awake in the faith. And I even went so far I said, look, when you feel, I told my wife, I said, when you feel sleepy, and you just can't, can't go to sleep. I mean, you feel like you just can't stay up. Stand up when the word is coming. Amen. Just stand up. Amen. You know good and well you don't want to hit the floor. Most cases, you ain't going to fall asleep when you're standing up. Mm -hmm. But when you sit down in a comfortable state, all senses and muscles relax. Yep. But when you're standing up, you know, I, I, I ain't known to just blow up on the floor. <laughs> okay, so stand up. Just stand on your feet. You let the that's letting the devil know, devil, you ain't gonna win. That's right. You trying to put me to sleep. I didn't come to church to sleep. Mm -hmm. You didn't come to church. If you just came to church and said, I need to shut the pastor up, then you came to church just to, just for my for me alone, not to get the word, not to get hear what God is saying through the man, not to get receive what you just I, I can't because I know if I don't come, he's gonna pick at me. That ain't why you come. Wake up. Stay awake. Yeah. Stand up. If you feel asleep, you wake up then. Okay? Now, okay. Also, uh, what was I at? Uh, uh, we're talking about uh, vigilant. Yeah, vigilant. Okay. Um, vigilant. He stands, watch over those he served, guarding them against danger and harm. Now, if I see something dangerous and I'll go and warn you, it ain't for you to say, get, 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 get um, combative when I'm warning you. Yeah. I'm not saying nothing to make you say, how are you? It's not for that. It's to warn you. I see something that you don't because I'm, I'm the leader. I'm the seer. Mm -hmm. 
strong by what you got put in your mind. But I see something else. I see rebellion coming in there. But you don't see it. Hmm. See, Benjamin means stand, watch over those who ser he served, guarding them against danger and harm. So, sober means he shows self-control and self-discipline and does not act silly or foolish. How would you want my, me to be your pastor and I act silly and foolish? Mm. Good behavior. This is, we're talking about the qualification of a bishop. Of good behavior. He is polite and well-mannered. Given to hospitality, he is hospitable and frequently entertains others. After teach, he is skilled in teaching. Not given to wine. He is not a drinker. Some people use that scripture to say, the Bible said, not given too much wine to the point where they say, I drink a little wine, but not too much. <laughs> One gonna lead to another. <laughs> you're gonna say, I can take it, I can take it, and you're gonna keep drinking to the point you are a drinker. Yeah. Trying to uh, impress people, trying to tell people, I ain't drunk. <laughs> he is not a drinker, period. No, no striker. He is not a fighter or a bully. Not greedy or filthy lucre. He is free from the love of money. We know we need money, but I ain't got no passion and love for it. Some people got this. And they, but they think they're qualified to be a bishop or whatever they are. But they, they, they got something in them that they're all they're greedy for. He does not expect instant perfection in his own life or in those he leads. He knows that spiritual growth takes time. Not a brother. He is not quarrelsome, short-tempered, or easily offended to the point of looking for a fight. Not covetous. He does not envy the success, achievement, or wealth of others. Mm -hmm. One that rules well, if he leads a family, he must do it well. Mm -hmm. He is neither a tyrant nor a wimp. Mm -hmm. Not a novice. What's a novice? Well, beginning. Right. A novice is a person who has just started doing something or learning something or doing something. He has, he has willingly received the instructions and training of others. He is a mature Christian who is more spiritually mature than those he leads. This is not to belittle anybody. Another one has a good report of them who are outside. He is well respected by non-Christians. He is a good neighbor and a law-abiding citizen and a member of the community. Any questions, comments so far? This is the qualification of a, 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 a spiritual leader that God has entitled bishop. Mm -hmm. I have to make sure I line up to this. 
Praise the Lord. And I like to add, you got to have a prayer life. And you got to be able to pray till you hear from God. God don't always, well, let me, let me, I never say that. Okay, no. How does God view leaders in the church? How do you think God view leaders in the church? God view leaders as, as shepherds, like, or, you know, we call them under shepherd or whatever, but imagine you got the big boss, Imagine you got the big boss or the, the top shepherd and then he got additional shepherds working under him tending to different flocks all over. And they all report or have to give an account to him as far as, you know, uh, for this individual flock, how they doing and how the growth coming along, you know, who's on what level, all this type of stuff. Basically, this under shepherd is the one that's kind of like tending to the sheep day to day making sure that they're getting the, the proper nutrition and care that they need on an individual basis I, I believe that's how God looks at the spiritual leaders almost like you know they're managing my people on a one on one day to day type of level you know because of that calling that God put upon Somebody asked myself and the others that may be out in the world that God has called to be a shepherd or leader, we have to conduct ourselves to a different standard than so-called uh, member or just a brother or sister. We have to conduct ourselves a little bit different. There are times where I would love to do what they're doing. There are times where I thought about doing what they're doing. But God told me, I don't want you to do that. Mm -hmm. I need you to go do this. There are times where I may have want to watch the game and God said, go in there and study. Mm -hmm. There are times where I want to go out doing this and God said, go in there and pray. With every time God speaks to me, it don't always bring sadness, but it does make me exhale. And say, you know, you inhale with excitement, but you... <laughs> Lord want me to do this yeah. you know you thinking I'm going to go do that and, you, and the Lord said no I want you to do this so you, okay Lord it's almost like Caleb said I want to do this and daddy said no and they go okay but they still show compliance and do it as obedient and respect now Let's examine what I have here regarding how God, or how Christ viewed leaders in the church. The New Testament gives several other characteristics required of those in the church leadership, which conveys the principle that God holds leaders to high standards of conduct. He holds me to a high standard of conduct, meaning how I conduct myself is a little bit higher than a member can conduct himself. Yeah. So I have to always be mindful. And because of that calling, I have to stay prayer, prayed up. Mm -hmm. I can't let my prayer life go because I want to take a, go out of town for a week. 
I got to say prayer. Not only that, I don't know who may call me at a, at a given moment and say, I need you to pray for me. Mm -hmm. The first thing I said, man, I haven't been praying up for a while. Their willingness to accept and attempt to live up to these standards should automatically earn them the highest respect from those that lead, he leads. The standard of godly leaders are high because of the tremendous responsibility God places on them. God placed a high, high responsibility on them because they lead. Their charge is to lead the church in spiritual path to higher levels of commitment and service. Paul declared that the purpose of godly leaders was for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry, and for the edifying of the body of Christ. This is Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. Today, society is quick to criticize those in leadership. And with criticism come lack of respect. Um, admittedly, while there are times when criticism seems justified, it may seem justified. We must never criticize any leader to the point of disrespecting his God-given office. Amen. Rather than criticizing leaders, what should we do? Pray. pray. Yeah. Let us pray. Let us pray for them. Mm -hmm. Paul exhorted that, first of all, supplication, prayer, intercession, and, and, and giving of thanks be made for all men for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 3. Any questions so far? So, what have we learned about respect? What have we learned so far? That we need to uh, respect those that, like God has put in authority over us. We, right. You know, it's a, it's a part of our, like you said, our growth. A, a good, right. A good example, uh, the rules that I had in the house when I was raising my daughter. Mm -hmm. I had rules for all of them, but raising my daughter. And she didn't understand why I wouldn't give her the phone. Mm -hmm. I talked to y'all about that. I'm not going to elaborate. But she understands now. Mm -hmm. She might not agree with me, but she understood. There's some things I let her do, some things I said, You ain't doing that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, God expects his people to follow respectfully those he has appointed to lead them. God has appointed certain people to lead certain people. Right. It wasn't up for vote. It wasn't the casting lots. It wasn't the democratic thing that we going God appointed. And most of the time when God appointed, you and your and your and the person he appointed, they feel like, uh-huh. Mm -hmm. But you have to humble yourself and look, God appointed me. When he first appointed me, I said, uh-uh. But what did I do? I humbled myself and did it. 
So if God appointed me, if God appointed me and I humbled myself and did it, don't you got to do the same when you have to follow? Yes. God appointed me and I, I, I said, I ain't nothing. Okay, Lord. I humbled myself and did it. So in the same spirit of humility, if God appoints somebody to be over you, you have to humble yourself. Lord, I don't, I don't believe that. Yeah, okay, Lord. Oh, yeah. And I, I think that's the disconnect um, between, you know, a person that has trouble with following leadership or submitting. It's like they don't see you or like the person um, that's in charge following the Lord. That's they true. don't see that type of, of, you know, that that type of leadership or that being, uh, that person being connected. I would say because. You know, God is a spirit, <laughs> invisible. You know, so it's like, um, but then too, like I know uh, you have a natural leader, like an apostle or whatever. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is like, you know, when a person can't see you actively following somebody like on the day to day, they like, well, well he, he gets to make up the rules and do what he wants. Well, what they don't realize is that no, you trying to live by whatever the Lord said, whatever the word of yeah. God said. So you are following. Right. I you know ain't making up so, no rules. Yeah. I'm following the rules. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. But people don't see that. You know, they're like, oh man, why what make it think of that? And you just like, man, I'm doing what God told me to do. I'm I can't just do what I want to do. But they don't understand they don't see that. You know, they don't understand. And with the same level of contention that you put on the person that you don't want to follow. Mm -hmm. If you ever, which I don't see it unless you humble yourself, if you ever get to your spot, that you're going to deal with the same repercussions. Right. Because you administer, you you throw that at me, now it's time to reap that. Right. Your same people that's going to follow you going to do the exact same thing that you're doing to me. Mm -hmm. And they going to say, wow, that's how he felt. Yeah, that's how he felt. <laughs> don't feel too good, do it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Amen. The, the, the word of God says, Remember, the, the word of God is the, the binding rule. Mm -hmm. Obey them to have rule over you. Mm -hmm. and, and submit there yourself. Mm -hmm. For they watch for your soul. As they must give an account. That they may do it with joy and not with grief. Right. For this is unprofitable unto you. Not to me, but unto you. Yeah. Hebrews 13 and 7. Mm -hmm. Paul stressed the importance of this ammunition in his letter to the Romans. He talked about it in uh, Romans Romans 13, 1-7. He said, Let every soul be subject unto the higher power, for there is no power but of God. The powers that are ordained are God. Whosoever therefore resists the power resists the ordinance of God. Amen. And they must, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. You people want to go and get all upset and do what they want to do? Talk about me and put me down and do all that? Yeah. They just doing nothing. They're going to receive, they're going to see something they ain't going to want either. This is going to be damnation. Mm -hmm. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. That's right. Mm -hmm. Will thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. Amen. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. 
Excuse me. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he bears not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, an avenger to execute wrath upon them that do evil. Wherefore, ye must need be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. For this, for, for this cause, pay ye tribute also. For they are God's ministers, attending continuously upon the very thing, rendering therefore to all their due, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Romans 13, 1 through 7. Any comments so far? I think I'm right on schedule. Okay. Now, notice what the scriptures reveal. The scriptures reveal some things. Before I get to that, God requires requirements of showing respect towards those in leadership is not too much or conditional. Meaning, I, I, I respect you if you, it ain't no quick pro quo. It's not no, I do this for you and later you do this for me. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not too much or, or conditional. It's, it's, it's not a condition on it. Right. It is a pure principle. Mm -hmm. He expects us to follow consistently. Not when we like it, but when there's time when you don't feel like, I like it. There's a reason why. I'm going to get to that. The scripture reveal. Notice that the scripture reveal that the principle of showing respect and obedience to those in leadership is emphasized throughout the Bible. Mm -hmm. From the time of Moses. Mm -hmm. Time of Moses and throughout the apostolic era. God's word revealed the importance of respecting God's chosen leadership. God, everybody that God has chosen to be in leadership, whether it be prophet, whether it be a, whoever it is in the Old Testament, God chose them. Man didn't vote them in. God put them there for a reason. Mm -hmm. And for those who disrespected them or didn't want to do what he said, they took a hard punishment at that time. I'm, I'm saying that to say that the, least, the punishment is still going to be implemented, but it's on a delayed time. It's almost like God got a clock and he said, I'm, gonna set the, I'm tired of punishing people. Let me just put this on the table right now. Set the clock. At the end of the clock, then I'm going to go render. Who, who do what? Okay? Now, when we follow this principle, God blesses. us. Mm -hmm. When we follow the God-given principle of God put a leader there and we follow him, God bless it. Just get behind the leader, support, encourage him and help them, help him. God bless it. When we ignore or disobey him, God punishes. Any questions? Many by biblical events illustrate what happens when a person disrespects and disobey godly leaders. Numbers. Sister Fennel was talking about it. I don't know. Eventually we're going to get to it. Numbers 12 and 2 records the first instinct of disrespect shown towards Moses. Mm -hmm. Leadership. Moses, Sibley, Aaron, and Miriam criticized their younger brother. Mm -hmm. 
has the Lord indeed spoken only to Moses? Has he not spoken also unto us? There are people now saying, God, I, God, I don't believe him. I'm going to see God for myself. Forget about him. Yeah. I'm going to see God. There are certain people in other churches doing the same thing. They ain't just here. Everywhere. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to wait. I'm going to go somewhere and wait till God talk to me. <laughs> I'm seeking the Lord. I answer from the Lord. And the Lord said, you better humble yourself. The more you seek them, the more you ain't going to get nothing but these same old words. You need to humble yourself. God rebuked and punished them for their critical disrespect. You can't get nowhere in God disrespecting who God has pointed over you. That person over you is to bless you. It's to help you. But you're going to disrespect it. Basically, what you, when you disrespect the person God put over you, you're disrespecting God. Yep. And God's okay, you're gonna disrespect me. And you you how you gonna disrespect me and be blessed? It ain't gonna happen. In the twinkling, Mary and body became infested with leprosy. She was not healed until Moses, the one she talked about, yeah. the object of her scorn, yeah. yeah. interceded with God for her. Yeah. That same person that's running out, running from church to church, or doing whatever they want, or they bother wherever they are, whether it's here, there, everywhere, if they upset about something, that same person, God is trying to tell you, you better go back. Yeah. Amen. Here lies the decision. Mm -hmm. Shall I humble myself and go back? Or shall I stick my chest out? I ain't going back. I'm a man. God doesn't give me. I'm a lady. God doesn't give me. Okay. Up to you. I'm still going to do what the Lord told me to do. It's all about what God told you to do and do it. It's not about God told me to do this and I said, well, I don't think. God didn't tell me to think. He said do it. I said, okay, Lord, you, you sure? Okay. Number 16 describes another incident of rebellion when Korah and a large number of influential Israelites challenged Moses' right to lead. The Lord punished them swiftly and fatally. The earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up. This is number 16 and 32. You can get it and read it one day. 16 and 32. He swallowed them up. To offset this incident of disrespect, Exodus 18 described what happened when Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, came for a visit to the Israelite camp. He observed Moses sitting as the sole arbiter or judge Surrounding, surrounded by a confused and upset crowd, many of whom waited all day in the hot sun for their turn to present their case. Jeffro 
said to Moses, why try to handle all these cases yourself? Look at the chaos. It wears everyone out. You can't bear this heavy load much longer. Jephthah advised advised Moses to choose capable men of truth who could teach the people godly ordinance and advise them which way to go. The man of God that God got now, he's looking for capable people that he can entrust to be deacons and whatever it is over thing, but they don't show the capability that they're able to follow correctly, but they want a position. They want to be elevated without humility. The way you go up is down. Not that we stick your chest out and say what I know. I keep under my body, as Pastor Paul said, and bring it under subjection. Yes. Least by any means I preach to you, I myself be a castaway. Amen. I don't do this for power, wealth, and fame. I do this because God told me to do it. Yes. Now, I see by example that many ain't going to like me. Many ain't going to follow me. Mm -hmm. But God is still backing me up. That's it. That's all I do. Don't you back me up. If thou shalt do this thing, and if thou shalt do this thing, and God command thee so, then thou shalt be able to endure. And all these people will also go in their place in peace. This is Exodus 18 and 23. Moses followed Jephthah's advice. And these leaders bore the burden with Moses, judging the people at all seasons. The hard cases they brought into Moses, but every other small case, they judged themselves to pressure off Moses. I'm looking for people to take pressure off me, not to add pressure to me. The people that God added to this ministry were here to grow to the point where they can take pressure off me. If God put you here, stay here. Yes. Stay where God put you. Hey Lord. I may have a mean looking face, but that's because I'm serious about God. I know God ain't nobody to play with. Amen. Uh, I hope that's what you get when you free up under me. You see that God. He's just simply a man to love God, and he wants us to love God and have a godly, uh, the fear of God is beginning to wisdom. Have a godly fear about them to say, I'm going to do what's right, and to stay humble. Stay humble. Do what the Lord says. Stay humble. Any questions so far? Okay. Okay. Uh, next. The church needs to do it, which is respect their leaders. Every, not just this church, every church that have a leader, we need to learn to respect their leader. And when people respect their leader, when somebody talk about their leader Amen. to that person that respect the leader, they say, dog, no, you need to shut up. Amen. You need to, don't talk about it. Not only if, if they talk about, for instance, if, if, if someone is around my wife and they talking about me, my wife put them in their place. Say, don't you do that. Amen. If someone is around my wife and they talk about their leader, my wife say, don't you do that. You're putting yourself in harm's way there. Right. Yeah. You don't know what 
You ain't sure that God put that them. Let me let me help you out. God put that person where he is. Amen. Don't you get in their way. Don't you talk about that person. The scriptures give us good example on people that did that. They end up shipwrecked, mm -hmm. waiting for the judgment of God to come upon them. Amen. They might well be dead. The earth might well swallow them up because they spiritually did yeah. till they begin to respect that leader that God put over them. Right. And that same person they talk about, gonna be, gonna, that's going to have to be the one that pray for them for the God to drop the scale off their eyes. Any question? So the church need to do it. Mm -hmm. Those that are in the church need to do it. They need to stay where God put them and do what the Lord told them to do. Don't act like Satan. I don't believe God. I, I could do better than God. Mm -hmm. Going somewhere, going to make his own rules. Because he couldn't, he couldn't use the same rules of God, had, so he had to make his own rules. Right. Now, look, look. Church needs to do it now. Um, okay. Moving on. What are the dangers of rejecting God and leadership? Is there a danger in rejecting God and leadership? Is there? Or is that something that we just talked about in the Old Testament? It ain't really true. Mm -hmm. okay. There's a danger rejecting God's leadership. Yeah. Uh, uh, look, for instance, my wife, I'm her husband when I ain't pastor. But when I'm the pastor, husband is in the background. Right. Somewhere. Right. Somewhere out there, the Lord is talking. That's right. <laughs> After the Lord finished, I'm back to being your husband. Yeah. So she's got to make sure she can distinguish the difference. If not, Amen. she'll be rebutting, rebutting against everything. Ah, you need to, you need to. Amen. Say, what the Lord want me? Amen. When the women butt up against the man of God, God, you, you don't realize what you're doing. The Lord could take that woman out and put somebody else in her place. You got to make sure that advice is different than trying to control them can't do that. Nope. Right. Nobody can try to control me either. They may want to, mm -hmm. but it's only one head. Yeah. Any other head, gonna, I talked about that the other day. Two heads, but I'm going to look like a freak. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's only one head. Everybody else follow. I don't care how smart you think you are. Yeah. The, the ultimate test is, you so smart, you, are you smart enough to follow? Right. Right. Yeah. You so smart don't mean you need to go and just do your own thing. I mean, you need to faithfully follow. Okay? Now, look at it. What are the dangers of rejecting godly leadership? I want to get you out here now. Disrespecting their, number one, their, the danger of rejecting godly leadership will create division. When you reject godly leadership, you are creating division. Disrespecting certain godly leaders and disfavoring others is device, divisive and goes against the will and the plan of his church. Mm -hmm. When you go against the leader, you're going against the church. We don't see that. Don't see it. <laughs> we don't see us going against the church. We just say, I don't agree with it. 
hell, earth, whatever. But you're going against what God has set up, exactly. which is the church. Paul, first letter to the Corinthians, declared, God is not the author of confusion. First Corinthians 14.33. And admonished the church to be united, not divided. This reproof was proof by the faction in the church at Corinth. One camp claimed to be the follower of Paul leadership, another claimed to be Apollo, another of Cephas, and yet others who claimed to be followers of Christ. First Corinthians 1, 10 13. In choosing one leader over another, they had become divided and contentious, meaning arguing and bickering among each other, not working together. And Paul realized that unless these Schisms were healed. The other disorders discussed in 1 Corinthians could not be remedied. 1 Corinthians 1 through 10. A portion of this is. Now I beseech you, brother, by the name of the Lord Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, mm -hmm. and that there be no division among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in same judgment. In 1 Corinthians 12, Paul explained that while diversities exist in many ministries of the church, there are no divisions. Godly leaders are all called to minister and to serve the church, but in varying, in varying, varying capacities, and responsibility. Paul again warned against division in the amount of in the amount of respect given to different leaders. All these in leadership, just like all the other members and part of the body, are parts of the body of Christ are to be regarded equally. Mm -hmm. A good example, Sister Fraser says she she. Were, got to the point where she got a new job and she's in management now mm -hmm. and the person that helped her get there began to throw out orders to her mm -hmm. and she said, wait a minute, you, you can't order me now, I'm a manager too. <laughs> we equal. Mm -hmm. You can't you gotta treat me like I'm under you now, we equal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no one in leadership is better or more important. Mm -hmm. There is no leadership position that eclipses or supreme or outshines any other. Christ alone is to be regarded as supreme above all. Now, we got certain gifts. You got to acknowledge the gift and respect these gifts. Mm -hmm. Then we got ministry gifts and we got spiritual gifts. Those in ministry gifts have a certain position. We got to respect those. I'm not saying that we don't respect those. But nobody's Better than nobody else. Mm -hmm. That's your mind, your head is getting. That's what I say, dog. I'm better than God. Mm -hmm. God almost made Satan equal. Mm -hmm. He was the best of the best. Mm -hmm. So outshine all the other angels. And he got beside himself. Mm -hmm. You think God want everybody to be stupid and he's smart? God want everybody, well, I said, I'm gonna make somebody just as smart as me. Not as smart as me, because if he was, he would have stayed where he was, right? <laughs> okay. But God wanted somebody, he's letting us see something. 
Mm -hmm. I want you to see something here. This is the power of, of humility. Now, we need to humble ourselves and stay under. Now, okay, so we realize that danger in rejecting God and leadership is we create a division. There's a, <clears throat> we end up creating division, not only for ourselves, but other people see us, and they say, well, I ain't, they, they ain't going. So they may inquire to you, uh, why Why you don't go to church anymore? Why you don't Well, you know, they, they don't see nothing wrong. But you won't sit up there and keep talking to they to they can get a visual picture of, of your what you see. Yeah. And that's how the devil they went to, to the angels and hey look. And he started the angels were looking at Satan like, what's your problem, man? Why you don't want to do what God said? Satan had to relay his message to the angels and, and keep So they had an the angels have an intellect to the point where they can reason among themselves and decide. Whether they wanted to stay or go. And they said, you know, he's right. Yeah, he's right. He's right. Let's go. Mm -hmm. And he took a third with him. Yes, he did. All of them didn't go because someone said, man, you crazy. Right. Amen. Amen. You crazy. Mm -hmm. You going to do this? You, you crazy. Don't divide the church right. by creating divisions. Mm -hmm. Number two, you disrupt the progress of that local assembly or that church. Yeah, yeah, the church where, where God was maybe getting ready to bless, and now you don't sit out there and throw the monkey wrench in it, not realize that the devil is using you. Yeah. It is a sad thing for somebody saved that don't see that the devil is using them. How can you not see the devil using you? If I'm watching porn, how can I not think that the, the devil is using me? I'm watching porn. Yes, the devil using me. We know. We don't been studying God's word all this time to know that what, what's right to watch and what's wrong. What's right to do, what's wrong. And for us to say, I don't know, I'm going to act like I'm just totally stupid. We know what. Okay, number two. It, we, it, it disrupts the progress of the church. When Partiality is shown towards one particular individual or group in the church. It causes division and hurt. This disrupts the progress of the church. Things that disrupt spiritual unity and growth are definitely not of God. They should be seen as the work of the enemy. In Matthew 13, 24, Jesus described the enemy, Satan. As sowing weed among the wheat to dismiss the harvest. Mm -hmm. Jesus told, told this parable to illustrate how the devil does whatever he can to hinder growth and progress of the church. There's one thing the devil do things that hinder the progress of the church. I don't want him to use me to hinder the progress of the church. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be his main instrument. That's number two, disrupt progress. Number three, another danger that rejects godly leadership is bring God's judgment. This is Amen. the most terrible bar that we that, that the people that do this disruption mm -hmm. don't don't they don't see that part. They see the, the create division, they see the disrupt the progress, mm -hmm. but they don't see the, the bring God's judgment upon them. Mm -hmm. Let's examine that for a minute. 
Satan. Satan may sow weeds and try to disrupt God's plan for a mighty harvest of souls, but eventually there will be a day of reckoning and judgment upon the unrepentant and disobedient person. The Israelite disrespect of Moses brought punishment and plagues. Numbers 16, 41-50. King Saul take King Saul's takeover of the sacred priestly duties Resulted in the losses, the loss of his kingdom. Amen. You get up and say, I'm going to go start my own church. Mm. Figure you're going to pull from where God placed you to be. You're trying to, you're trying to hurt God because God, now you're doing it on your own. You ain't doing it because God told you to do it. You're doing it on your own. And to sit back and say, I'm going to wait for God until I hear from God. What is God going to tell you? God ain't going to tell you to go start your own. Jesus. He told you where to go. We look at Elder Curtis when he said he tried to go. He said the Lord told him, you need to go back. Mm -hmm. Go back where I put you. Amen. Now, for him to say that God told him that, he had to have a prayer life. Mm -hmm. God, he had to humble himself. He had to pray, pray, seek God. And he was asking God and God spoke to him and told him. Amen. You can't be eating all the time and just... Your belly be your God's figure. The, the, the Lord waiting for the Lord to speak to you because it ain't gonna speak to you. Mm -hmm. Only gonna speak to you is the devil telling you you need to start your own. Mm -hmm. That's how a lot of these ministries got out. These ministries got out. Mm -hmm. A lot of times they done got to some some skills and something they didn't like, and they decide they're gonna go out and do their own thing. God ain't in it. Okay. First Saul 13, 5 to 14. When Ananias and Sapphira led, this fellow talking about Ananias and Sapphira led to their apostle leader. God sent swift judgment. When they, excuse me, when they lied to their apostle leader, God sent swift judgment and they died. Acts 5, 1 through 11. Mm -hmm. Satan falls. Or Satan. Yeah. Satan falls and his ongoing rebellion reveals his disrespect for God. He, he, because he failed, that shows that he had disrespect for God. Disrespect for leadership. Right. That's usually the, one of the first signs that you fall in. Disrespect for leadership. It's something that God was doing that Satan disagreed with. Mm -hmm. It's one thing, you see God doing it, you disagree with it, but you say, that's the God Almighty. You ain't going to go against him. Mm -hmm. Am I crazy? Satan is crazy. And Satan make us crazy if we let him. He fears God. This is what Satan does. Satan fears God, but he will not submit to God. Since Eden, he has tempted God, uh, human beings, to do the same. His spirit of rebellion has infected the human race since he was cast out of heaven. Yes. And he eventually is his spokesman, the fourth prophet, even to this day. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down yes. to hell and delivered them unto the chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, mm -hmm. the Lord knows how to deliver the God 
the godly out of their temptation, and to reserve the unjust until the day of judgment to be punished. But chiefly, them that walk after the flesh in the lust of their uncleanliness and despise government. Presumptuous are they, selfish. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignities, those in, in authority, whereas angels which are greater in power and might bring not rarely accusation against them before the Lord. But these are natural beasts or brute beasts made to be taken and destroyed. Speak evil of the things they understand not. There are sometimes your leader gonna tell you to do something or behave in a way that you ain't gonna you don't understand it. But it's gonna line up with the scripture. If he said you gotta come out here every day for the next uh, two weeks and pray, you may say I ain't doing that. But the thing is, what he tell you to do, he gonna do it too. I ain't gonna tell you to come out there. And I said it. I'm gonna be out there praying right now. I'm gonna make sure I'm there too. I can't leave from behind. Praise mm -hmm. God. And shall utterly perish in their own corruption, and shall receive the reward of their unrighteousness. First Peter talks about this. God blesses us when we submit to these who have rule over. There's a very there's an unseen blessing in it. And obeying leadership. They're going there all there's always a time where you don't not in all walks of life, even natural soul, the boss come up with some rules at the job. Yay, I wanna cheer. But I wanna say, are you stupid? And then sometimes he'll call me to the side and say, you know, look, my head man told me to we gotta do this and this. And I should have known you ain't that you ain't stupid enough to do that. He said, right, you know, if you want to keep his job, he had to do it. So, so he does it. So the, uh, the importance of respecting godly leaders. Now you can respect godly leaders when you are a person that obey those obey leadership. You are raised up respecting leaders in the home. Leaders that respect the leaders in the home teaches the children to grow up and be a man that when they go to be a boss, they can respect the leaders as a boss. Sometimes the boss may be younger than you. It's not about age. Sometimes God will put some, the, 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 the boss will be somebody younger than you being your boss. And you be like, what? No. But that's your boss. You want to, you want that's the natural soul. Spiritually so, that may be the same way. God may elevate somebody younger to be old. Some older people. You need to humble yourself. You better humble yourself. Somebody said you, 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 uh, you're, you're a child twice, but an adult once. And you grow up, and then you eventually you go back to being a job. If I get to the point where I keep living and I'm too old to be here, I might have to follow somebody. I like to think that the person I'm following, God put them there. Not that they got up and said, oh, I'm going to start. 
That's the foundation I was trying to get you to understand. We need to get that and make sure we stick to that. Your kids need to understand. Our grandkids need to understand. People that's coming to the Lord need to understand that. If they don't respect that person in charge, they ain't going to go no farther than that. But if they respect that person, that God sent that man Amen. to help me and submit under them. As trusting that God is in that person to lead. Even Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. If I gave anybody any signs that I ain't following Christ. I like to think I didn't. And if I did do something that you think I ain't following Christ, it's because you misunderstand. Because God told me clearly what to do. And there are times where I got I got questions and I'm oh Lord, should I go left or right? I go and pray. I turn down my plane. We need to get that type of relationship with the Lord too. And in certain cases, in your certain position, if we will do that, God will tell us what our position is. There are a time where your position is to follow. And then there might be a time where your position be to lead. If God told you to follow. And you don't feel like you want to follow, you fast and pray. You know what the Lord will tell you? You better go follow that person that I put in front of you. Respect God and leaders. I hope I said something that help you. Be right on you. I have to stop there. But if we continue to do that, you will see God or uh, uh, respect for God and leaders will end up with with with. Uh, respect your respect will be rewarded. You will end up being you will bring will, it brings personal satisfaction. It brings blessings from God, and it brings a unified church, and it also encourages and fosters revival because they say you are backing that person as being a leader of God, and I like to think that I'm doing that. Uh, at this time. Uh, any announcement at this time, I'm at the top.